Tom Bernard Show with Mike E. Winfield. Brandon Simon. JB. Melissa Kirk. Andy Brand Bernard. Cassie Schrader. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Bernard Show. Walzer Automotive is a Minnesota family-owned business. It started in the 50s. It's grown by leaps and bounds, especially in the past few years, and they now have 23 dealerships spread across two states. The Walzer way includes upfront, no-haggle pricing on every single new and used vehicle they sell. If you change your mind, no problem. Check out Walzer's three-day return and 30-day exchange policy. I'm a customer, my family are customers, and many of my friends have bought cars from them. The Walzer way is really different, and I know you'll be pleasantly surprised. For great deals on new or used Acura, Audi, Buick, BMW, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, GMC, Honda, Hyundai, Jaguar, Jeep, Land Rover, Lexus, Mazda, Mercedes, Mini, Nissan, Porsche, Ram, Subaru, or Toyota, go to walzer.com, Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Well, listen to you. I got, I get down and get funky. Well, Remember you can't that, help it. Look at his jacket. That, that and jacket this album good. cover matches it. You walk around yeah. with pure funk. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It does. Honest to God. I love that jacket. Hey, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mikey Winfield with us, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, in the building. What a... What a feeling of joy in this room. I can <laughs> oh, there's any feel, question about it. Yeah. You know, there's some people that come through town I've never met because really? I don't go in to do the morning show. No. Nah. So I've never met them. It's like, okay. Yeah, we got history. You and I got history. Yeah, That's yeah, exactly right. plenty of it. It's right. a good thing. Right. It's absolutely a good thing. Do, do, do any white guys go, hey, where'd you get that jacket? I want to get one. Nah. They don't. <laughs> that <laughs> never happens. All, they just come and try to touch my sleeves. <laughs> I can, yes, I can see that happen. That's a great jacket, though. Yeah, you know, I mean, the world deserves a show. Yeah, you know, well, and, you're right. And that's what they click and they, they chime in for. And that's why, like, this specific episode becomes the highest viewed episode ever because people are tuning in for a show. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I just want to know what yeah. couch he killed to get that jacket. <laughs> you want a gold couch? Man. Not, uh, not me, but 
It's Levin. It's Levin. Right. I've had some friends who had gold couches. Mm. Did they have the plastic cover on them? Of course. Oh, of course. <laughs> they never take the plastic cover off their couches like that. I think that's hilarious. My Your mother neighbors. had that, too. She had the plastic on the furniture? Mm-hmm. The that was never safe. Like no. when they had that on, yeah. Because no. you either stuck to it or you slid yep. off of it. One right. of the two. Right. You have poo butt one time. Is that why she put it on? You? <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> well, it did happen, but it wasn't me. I, I like that. That's nice. That's really nice. But no, you're you're working a lot. You're doing a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I'm a busy dude this time of year. And the way comedy works, you could be very hot and then cold the next minute. You know, and first half of the year it was eh, eh. Really? And now, yeah, I was just chilling. You know, trying to decide if it's gonna be you know. The crossroads of comedy world, drugs, or sex, you know? And <laughs> a big decision. Yeah, you know, and then things changed a little. And now, um, yeah, I got a couple, no, like three movies in the process Phenomenal. of being released. One is November 9th. It's called Pimp with the rapper DMX Pimp. and Kiki Palmer. It's about lesbian pimping, pretty uh, dark <laughs> subject. Uh, and this is a comedy? Nah, not it's at all. It's comedy. a drama. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is a real deal. And, um, lesbian pimping. It's heavy. It's heavy. It has a I lot of emotions yeah. in it. A lot of people aren't happy about the subject matter just being made in general. You know? Why? You know, people see that and they're like, oh, why do we need another black movie being portrayed like this? You know, and, you know, I mean, I look at it as stories need to be told. This is a brand new story that I have never seen. And it's like, why not? It's art in the end. That's what all of this is. It's a form of art. And you can watch it or not. Or not. You know, you nobody's forcing you to watch it. Right. Like, right. I didn't go see Superfly because I loved the original Superfly so much. Right. And I don't, did anybody see it? Did you see the, mm-hmm. anybody see the new Superfly? No, I didn't. My favorite line, because Ron O'Neill played Superfly in the original. Right. And Ron O'Neill was kind of a light skin, right? So he gets in an argument with some drug dealer, and the guy goes, you white-looking mother effer. <laughs> <laughs> I will never be. It was phenomenal. What's great is that I didn't see Superfly before I saw Menace to Society. And there's oh, yeah, a reference yeah. yep. to Ron O'Neill in the movie in one of the opening scenes. Like, what you think, you Ron O'Neill? <laughs> and I was like, who is Ron O'Neill? <laughs> Ron O'Neill. One of the greatest things about the original Superfly is he pulls up in an El Dorado Cadillac, and it's got those fan fan looking things over the headlights you know those circle things with the little line mm-hmm. he pulls up and he stops and the car door opens and you get you can just see it from like the middle of the car door down you can't see thing above that at all middle of the car door down he opens the car door steps out that guy got platforms yep. that high. I love it. I love it. It was yeah. like seven-inch platforms. So, man. So, so is this a timepiece? Is it like back in the 70s, back in the 80s? No, it does time back to, it, it flashes back about 20 years. But that just shows the history of how the, 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 the film's being presented. And then it's uh, present day. And... Uh, Kiki Palmer's the star of this, and it's a role that people don't know her for. They know her for, like, Akilah and the Bee and yeah, a lot yeah. of Disney stuff. So yeah. when you see her with dreadlocks and, you know, muscles, you know, she showed that, you know, she's diverse in this acting game. That's a good thing. Yeah. Did they tell you to bring your jacket when they signed it? <laughs> yeah, they wanted. To, yeah, they just wanted me to have it in the dressing room. Look, it's a pimp movie. Bring your gold jacket. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I'm only the friend. I'm just like this. 
I'm like her homeboy in the movie. And, oh, uh, oh, okay. Right. And my role is amazing. It's just, I'm present. I'm in it. I got feelings and views. And it's like how people haven't seen me. Like, people haven't seen me at all. But they know me from no, comedy. I suppose, yeah. You know, they know me from stand-up. So when they see this, they're like, oh, okay. When's it coming out? November 9th. Oh, just two weeks? It's coming soon. Uh, yeah. One week from today, excuse me. Yeah, and they, it says selected cities for theaters. <laughs> so that's one thing. <laughs> but it also says on demand. So that means everyone can watch it. Oh, it's so, going to be on demand, too? Yeah. Oh, right. so so, I kind of prefer that now, to tell you the truth. Because going to the, Andy and I went and saw, what did we see, Jumanji? Yeah. Went and saw it down in Florida. Nobody would shut up the whole movie. They're mm. on their phone, so it's all these bright lights and everybody's right. talking. It's like, man. So I'd just rather watch it at home anyway. It's killing the experience. That's why my it family and I, You're my right. family, we go to drive-ins. I love driving. We have the drive-in movies, so we sit in there, you know, and uh, do it our have, own way. I think right. we have one of those left here. Yeah, there's one left. That's exactly they need to be restored. Right. It's like an hour away. Yeah, it's not near it's like anything. South. It's south. Well, the maple, yeah. the maple leaf's still open, or whatever that thing's called over in uh, St. Paul, right? Over there. I don't remember. Yeah, it's like on I Highway, like a half hour on highway 61. I think there still is one left. But I used to love going to the drive-in. Well, yeah, as of 2016, there were six. One is in Long Prairie. Yeah, well, that's the one still there. Uh, Litchfield, Warren, wherever that is. Warren, Laverne, wherever that is. Down south. Uh, Lake Elmo and Elko. So the one over in St. Paul's not there anymore. That's too Guess bad. not. And for all we know, these are all gone, too. This was two years ago. One of my favorite things about going to drive-in, my, my buddy Tommy, we would go to the drive-in all the time, back when we were, like, in our 20s. Oh. Yeah. And we would go um, to the drive-in, and just before the movie started, Tommy would break out his treasure chest of, like, reefer. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, here, look. And he was, like, that deep and that. There's an article from this June. Only three left. What? Lake Elmo, Litchfield, and Long Prairie. Uh, Brainerd. Oh, late. They rebuilt Long Prairie, so it's probably being rebuilt because it got hit by a tornado. Uh, so yeah, there's only three of them left now. So uh, well, there be four. But Long Prairie opened again. That's mm-hmm. where I was born. Has anyone studied the origin of uh, marijuana names like Reefer? The like ninety-seven different. Yeah. Like uh, slang terms for it, yeah. Yeah, like what is like reefer derived from? It's a good question. Oh, that is a good question. Where did how how did you end up calling cannabis reefer? Yeah, that's a good question. It comes from Spanish uh, grifo, which means someone who smokes weed. Grifo, <laughs> grifo, reefer. That makes sense because refo, repo. Is that big part too? Repo is a big part of that. You remember the the big band, not well, not the big band, but the black bands that would go around the country. You mean like Parliament Funkadelic? No, not Love Parliament before Funkadelic. that. Like Count Basie Orchestra. And oh, like, like that. that. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I know what you're talking about. They would talk about Rifa all the time. Oh, and that's yeah. because they had Spanish members in their yeah, bands. That's true. Mm-hmm. That is true. I, man, that, that must have been. I wish. You know, I, obviously I'd be dead now, so I don't wish I was that age. But going to see those bands at nightclubs must have been unbelievable. Like Count Basie at the Copacabana in New York. It must have been unbelievable mm-hmm. seeing that. Mm-hmm. Everybody's all dressed to the nines and all the rest of it. Well, you yeah. know who was in his orchestra for a little bit was Quincy Jones. Yeah, Quincy Jones was. Yeah, that's right. It's really funny because I broke out the Thriller album because of Halloween on Wednesday. Man, that album is good. 
It's got every song in that album is a hit. Mm-hmm. Every one of them. It's unbelievable. But it's really funny because you can tell Quincy Jones produced the whole thing because everything's like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. He just repeats the beat. I mean, it's... He had it's a style. Really, he had a style. He had a style. That's exactly And then right. a combo like Michael Jackson. What, the greatest entertainer of the century? There's only one creepy thing about, about that album. And he's doing The Girl Is Mine with Paul McCartney. You know that song? Yeah, yeah. Well, at one point, Michael says, and the way he says it is the problem. Michael says to Paul McCartney, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> that, that was creepy? I was. Just the yeah. way he said because he was, I'm a lover. I'm like, God. <laughs> it was his delivery. Yeah, it, it was, was his, his delivery. delivery. Yeah, it wasn't okay. what he said, it's how he okay. delivered it. But I tell you what, man. I, did you ever see This Is It, the, the, the last Yes, special? I did. Right. That guy was amazing. I could not have worked with him. Yeah, because you go wait, 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 wait. Let the, we, I don't want to do it that way. You right. had to do exactly what he told you. You know, he, when he died, he was five hundred million dollars in debt. Mm, I've heard he dollars. was in debt. I didn't know that much. Now I'll tell you another thing. You know how much he made last year? Just last year. How much? Four hundred million dollars. Wow. Hmm. So he paid all his debts off. That's, oh, well, good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. You're talking about last year. That's just last a random year. year. He yeah, died like he died. nine or ten years yeah. ago, right? So he did. just yep. randomly last year. Oh, he's got a Halloween special out now, Michael Jackson's Thriller. It's a okay. Hall- it's a okay. car- uh, I, uh, what the hell do you call it again? Like animated. I, yeah, animated. I saw that. Yeah, that came out last year. So that's oh, did I'm it? Wonder- yeah, I'm wondering if that's where he got a big chunk. Cause, hmm. Yeah, and it, his albums sell, they still sell huge. I didn't care for that special, though. No, it wasn't that good. No. It didn't really have much Michael in it. It was kind of like that kind of, not really claymation, but it had that kind, kind of. of. But the guy and, who played Michael Jackson wasn't all that good. That was a problem. Michael yeah. was a one of a kind. He just oh, yeah. was. Yeah. But he, uh, I never got to meet, I, he was booked to be on the show. <laughs> I love this story. Oh, dude, like, this is a true, true story. We have Michael Jackson booked to be on the morning show. And then he, That's huge. At the la- yeah. <laughs> Except the, at the last minute, he decided he didn't want to do it, right? Mm. So what we did is we had, we had a guy on the show that, called The Chucker. So we found a guy named Michael Jackson in Chicago and interviewed him. <laughs> and, like, and the greatest ah, thing about the great. Michael Jackson we interviewed was, so, man, it must have been unbelievable. The, the Chucker interview goes, must be amazing uh, having all that money from your album sales. And the guy in Chicago goes, I told you, man, I ain't got anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, phenomenal. That's great. That was one of the greatest People things. People always talking about the money all the time. talking about the money all the time. I told I like you I don't jazz. have any money. I, I like jazz myself. I don't, I don't like that R&B. I, I like think jazz. I told you. I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm a lover, not a fighter. It's like when he does that. It's like, oh, that's pretty I'm creepy. a lover, not a fighter. That is yeah. a great song, though. The harmony on that song is amazing. That was believable, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the fact that he wasn't a fighter. Yeah, that's... No, I don't think he was a very good fighter. Yeah. That's probably true. Although it was hard to believe that uh, Paul McCartney and Michael were fighting over the same yeah. girl. Yeah. You know, like, that right. kind of right. weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I suppose that's probably true, but... Yeah, you think about it, because he, he got his ass whipped constantly by his dad. You would mm-hmm. think he would have... Co- you know, grown a little bit of a hard shell and become a tough guy, but he went the exact opposite way and just said, yeah. I don't want to mess with any of it. He was probably a remarkable lover, though. What do you think? <laughs> Michael Jackson probably, like... I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I no, let's really, let's really dig into this. You know, I think Michael Jackson probably, like, had candles burning. And yeah, that's true. Very he romantic. sang, he could romantic. sing. 
You know, the he was saying while he's having sex with you. Um, yeah, <laughs> imagine that. Like that was probably <laughs> such an amazing experience. I bet you're right. Right, but you don't hear any woman talk about. You know, all right, I want to finally tell you about the That's time true. I was with Michael Jackson one-on-one. So yeah. did it ever happen? That's scary. I don't know. Wow. Mm, like, I have no idea. People aren't that quiet. People come no, back no, and right. they want to sell no, a right. book. Yeah. They yeah. want to tell a story. That's so there's not true. one story of this woman. She's like, I don't know, what, 70 now or something? And she's like, yeah, yeah. you know, me and Michael, <laughs> we this happened. Up. It was unbelievable. Yeah. No question about it. Well, Please. children, so... Yes. Something happened uh-huh. somewhere. Maybe. <laughs> the problem yeah. is they're whiter maybe. than I am, so that's that's the that's major true. problem. That's true. You yeah. didn't get you, you didn't get any tone at all. Nothing you came out of no tone at all. That took a lot of like let's just say it wasn't his DNA. That mean that took a lot yeah. of like all right, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna go to this uh, factory and find someone who has <laughs> the baby factory. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, it's, it is amazing. But I, you know, but what it drove me to, I, I got the Thriller album out just because it was Halloween. And then of course I followed that up with Marvin Marvin Gaye's Essential album, and then I just keep on I keep on going now. It's just yeah. I grew up on R and B. I love R and B. Yeah, cultural yeah. appropriation. That's what they call it. Now. Oh, got it. Yeah, <laughs> <got> <laughs> he goes, oh, you got it. <laughs> that white guy in Minneapolis stealing art by listening to our music. <laughs> but it's it's phenomenal music, and I do miss it. Um, you know, rap has kind of taken that whole position over. It has, but there's still R&B that exists. And yeah, I does. think yeah, it does. today's R&B, there's like some, some real edgy tunes, you know. Yeah. There's some guys that are saying some things. and But I don't know if that connects even with the youth and the younger R&B artists. Yeah, I don't, probably not. They're just listening to, you know. Probably not. Well, All the, right. well, Who wants to love music when you're like? Like we used to. I remember yeah, liking yeah, R&B. Yeah. I would switch Absolutely. to a Lauryn Hill album and like, yep. oh, man, I feel different now. But I don't know. Joe. Joe was a great singer. Yeah. There was a lot of it good. We'll take a break. Be right back a couple of minutes. Tom Bernard Show. It's time to give you an update on my successful weight loss journey. I'm down 92.5 pounds thanks to my friends at Nutramost of Plymouth, the official and only provider of the Nutramost program in Minnesota. I've never been down this road before where I've lost so much weight. And then kept it off. So now I'm on the Nutramost Forever Maintenance Program. This program reminds me to keep hydrated, about healthy eating habits, and what to eat to keep my healthy weight. To find out how to be successful losing weight, attend the Nutramost in Plymouth. It's a free dinner on Monday, November 12th at 6.30 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. Nutramost guarantees that you'll lose 20 pounds or more. Nutramost helped me change my life, and they can help you too. But heads up. There are copycat programs claiming to be cheaper with the same results, but they don't take into account the detailed specifics of your body to customize the program for you. Register for the Nutramost Dinner on November 12th. Call 763-333-7337. That is 763-333-7337. A program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours, which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. 
It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. Oh, there you go. How come you didn't play like uh, I called you here today for a bit of bad? <laughs> I love that song. You're talking Michael. So. I know. I love Michael. Jackson. I do too. I'm a big Michael fan and Prince fan. Except the only problem with Michael Jackson, I could not fit into his pants. Yeah. <laughs> it what? does bother me. Or Prince. Mm. <laughs> I don't mean it that way. Don't look at me like that. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> He yeah, was, he, he was thin, man. He, he had some nice really. pants, right? Mm-hmm. He did have nice pants, kind of like your jacket. That's good. So he had pants that match your jacket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the deal. Well, I know my mom and I. We saw this is it in the movie theater, oh, and did? there was a scene where he's on stage and he's wearing like these sequin gold pants, and I'm like, yep, yep. I was like, I wonder if he got up that morning and said, I would like to wear my sequin gold pants today. <laughs> I just find I that so probably. bizarre. Go through the know? closet. Wait a minute. I think I'll wear these today. I mean, <laughs> you kind of get used to it when you see him on stage. Yep. It's when you see him walk into like Subway and you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. No one else here has a sequin <laughs> pants. Yeah. You, I mean, see him lying? you look at like Kiss or Twisted Sister or whatever. Yeah, it's same like, story. They're dressed even more bizarre than that but yeah. on stage it doesn't matter because it's a show but if they were if they were walking around like that you'd be like they've got problems yeah <laughs> i think i think prince though topped it off i think he was more bizarre with his clothes on stage than michael well, that third eye sunglass thing he had was kind of weird i thought that was that cool no i'm talking here. about like controversy that oh, era yeah, where yeah. he's on stage in a trench coat with a bandana tied around his neck and like Bikini underwear, <laughs> like yeah, it was bizarre. That's how I'm dressed right now. <laughs> unbelievable! Did you get ever get a chance to see Michael live? I did not. Oh my I god, was he, he was amazing. I believe it. He was, and you talk sellouts. Yeah, honest to God, everywhere. <laughs> not, not that way. I mean, sold out the auditorium. I know what you meant, but it's just you talk about sellouts. You talk about sellouts. <laughs> Turn it back on everybody. Uh, Man, no. you, we got to get a chance to see these living legends while they still yep, perform. Right. You have to make that effort if you can. You know, yeah, because they'll do the hologram of them someday, I suppose, when they come up with enough money. They may have the, done it. Yeah, maybe they did already. Yeah, yeah they might have. Right, but is that? That's not the same. No, though. it's not. It's empty. It's. It's not. Yeah. So I never did get a chance to talk to Michael. I thought I was going to interview him that one time many, many years ago, and I never did. I never got a chance to talk to him. Prince makes me laugh every time I hear him reference, just because I go and read the old stories from people about yeah. how good he was at basketball. And he he was. was this little guy that had he, a jump shot and dribbles, and it just it stays. He's a hell of an athlete. <laughs> he was a hell of an athlete, no but, doubt about it. Because I don't know any basketball players that are that sexy. Like, how do you have both? sides like that like, <laughs> like i can hoop but yeah catch me at night <laughs> he must not have been much more what about five four something like that yeah he, he, well he was actually i think he was the same height as i am five three five three okay. but i couldn't oh, I think you're fit right. in his clothes because he was so yeah, tiny was i have petite. wide hips i know yeah. he's very petite my uh, great my great aunt she loves him and she always she says prince 
Yep, and Joey says, he's so cute. You could fit him in your pocket. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, he must have had, like, a pituitary problem or something. <laughs> to be that small? He always thinks that there's a medical issue. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, <laughs> Size-related like, medical issue. Maybe he was just small. <laughs> Might no, have been. Yeah, because, like, when I went to Paisley Park, they had some of his iconic outfits that he wore in oh, his yeah. music videos on, like, a mannequin thing. And mm-hmm. I'm like... I'm looking at him like, how the heck did that little guy look so big on stage? I mean, yeah. I mean, he's like the size of a, a ten-year-old. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, it was true. I, I, do we have enough time in, left in the show for me to tell my I met when I met Prince story? Yeah, go ahead. We have enough time. What? Uh, We're only at four minutes. I know, but I'm just telling. I was being a smart ass. <laughs> okay. Here's my entire meeting with Prince many, many years ago when he first broke with Warner Brothers. I walked to a friend of mine's house, and Prince was in there. And I walked by him and go, hey, how you doing? He went, hi. That was my entire conversation. <laughs> that, was, was that was it. <laughs> what do you think that was? Do you think he was bothered that really day? Really shy. Really a shy guy. Okay. Yeah, he okay. was extremely shy. All right. And I think his mind was always working. You know, that stuff just goes through your head when you can write music that prolifically it's i don't think it ever stops playing in your head it's right. just always going on so he had a hard time relating to most people or just about everybody as a matter of fact hmm. but i tell you what to see him standing next to his bodyguard was unbelievable because his bodyguard was like 610 oh man that guy was huge what was Demolish. that guy's name you remember What's that? prince's bodyguard that real huge guy oh. I can't remember his name. I can't either. But you did not want to mess with Prince. No. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. That guy was always there, too. He was always with him. Yep, it's true. Yeah, it was very, very sad. I remember we were on this show, as a matter of fact, when my wife said that Prince died. It was like, oh, man. Yeah, I know. Why? Why did they have to die? Big Charles Big Chick Huntsbury. There you go, Big Chick. Mm-hmm. How tall was Big Chick? Uh, I don't know if that information exists. Yeah. Hmm. He was Big. And not only was he tall, but he was like a broad-shouldered big guy. Uh, oh, well, SW News Media, whatever that is, says he was 6'6 and weighed 350. Well, he was taller than 6'6. He was about 350. They got that right. But he was definitely taller than 6'6. He was a big fella. And he did this thing, too. Like, don't come around here. <laughs> he had that deep voice. Yeah, you That's could so see great. him coming. It's so great that the requirement for a bodyguard is, like, size. <laughs> like, is there, like, anything else that happens at the interview? You just, like, look at him. Okay, you're 6'6", six, six, you're 350, mm-hmm. you're hired. <laughs> yeah. You got a little voice. You're, yeah. You're yeah. yeah, right. Will you intimidate? If you ever killed a man. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I don't know. It's, uh, it's that, uh, it just really is too bad. People like Michael Jackson and Prince dying so young, and you go down the list. It's just, it should not happen. No, you know? no, no. And I don't think in my generation, well, I mean, Marvin Gaye's father shot and killed him. His own father killed him. Right. So yeah. and that was about the, because most, most of the guys, like the Temptations and Four Tops, those guys are still alive, most of them, hmm. which is good. You know, I don't know what, I don't know. You know I, what, there's stars and then there's megastars. Yeah, that's right. And that's there's true. the difference, you know. There's like people who evolve into a level that no one else can even come mm-hmm. close to their lane. Yeah. And that's when you have the Michael Jacksons, the Princes, the Mikey Winfields, the you know <laughs> Mikey Winfield, that's right that's what I was thinking right. immediately. So it takes time. Dave Chappelle and Mikey Winfield. Wow. Wow. I love Let's see, Jay- classic five temptations. Well one of them is dead. Jimmy uh, one of them is still alive. 
Only one now? Yep. David Ruffin's dead. David Ruffin dead. died. That's right. Melvin Franklin's dead. Oh, I didn't know Paul Melvin Williams dead. is dead. God. Melvin died in 1995, so. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh, Eddie Kendricks. Otis Williams is the only one still around. Otis is an old name. <laughs> yes, it is. Otis, my man. <laughs> he was, yeah, he's true. the founder and last surviving original member. Oh, and he still performs in it. So. I want to meet a baby named Otis. Moses. You probably hey, come over here, could. Otis. Old yeah. names are coming back. Yeah, they're recycling now. Cool. Yep. I remember that in Animal House when those guys, those white guys, go over to that black club at the Dexter Lake. They walks in. <laughs> And he walked in, Otis Knight was in there. Otis Day, Otis Day in the Nights, that's what it was. Otis Day was in there, and he goes, Otis, my man. <laughs> yeah, okay, whatever you say, kid. Who was he, who, do you have one person that was your inspiration to get into comedy? No, no. I do not. You know, no? I'm more motivated by the idea of the hustle. You know, some of the first things I saw were like, I saw Eddie Murphy, you know, my cousin right. had that thing, you know, right. and I saw a lot of Martin Lawrence, Chris Rock and that. But I think I'm motivated, like, by the story told in hip hop when dudes start from nothing and then they just go and you just yeah. be yourself the entire time and then you just elevate, you know. And that to me is the essence of survival of the fittest. And we can all make it, but yeah, only absolutely. some will make it to a certain level, and that drives me. I think it is wonderful, though, because what you just said is 100% true, that everybody can make it. you got to work, and some have to work harder than others, but everybody can make it to a certain level. Now, you if can, you become right. a superstar, I don't know about that, but you, are, you can make it to a certain level. Yeah, there's a lane, and I'm, I'm, I'm this guy that talks about all the time is finding your lane. Right. And right. what I'm trying to do is go so far down it that... People see stuff and they're like, that's a Mikey Winfield joke or a Mikey Winfield something. Well, that's you know? good. And that's, it takes time. And if you're willing to put in any amount of time, I think you, you, know, you can become great at just about anything. One of the first things you ever said to me, and I just, because I, I, I didn't know you were coming to town like three weeks ago. I oh. didn't know you were coming yet. Right? <laughs> but I brought your name up on the morning show because I, one of the first times, I think it was the first time I ever talked to you several years ago. And I said, where is the ghetto in Baltimore? You said, you mean the east side or the west side? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's it a, was phenomenal. That place was heavy, man, all day. And, you know, early on, we don't know. We're just living in it. You right, don't right. know no, that it's you bad. Don't know. Yeah. And then you start to grow up. You're like, okay, when your mom is like, she won't let you go to the corner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Oh, okay. You can't even walk down the street because it's that bad. I was, I was 10 years old, I remember, when I realized that I, I lived in a pretty rough area because the guy across the street was a box boy at the supermarket, and somebody shot him with a shotgun to rob the place. Wow. I was like, what? John's dead? Who shoots a the shot? box boy? Yeah. Man. Well, man. Man. well, he just wanted to gain access to the building. I, I don't know. but A shotgun? That's a little excessive. Yeah, he shot him with a shotgun. Mm. Oh, John goodness. Foley was his name. Great guy. Really good guy. But then you all kind of... Went, I wonder if that happens in other neighborhoods. Probably not. It probably doesn't happen in most neighborhoods. It's not the norm. Selected states, there's always that area. There's certain areas in every state. Yeah. I think it's all over. It's good know? for you, though. I talk about it all the time where I, where I grew up. There were people, the only thing, the only type of people we didn't have were, were Asians in my neighborhood. Because there weren't that many Asians in Minnesota. In those there days. were none in Baltimore. Yeah. 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 There were none here either. So we grew up. Well, I was just talking about it on Halloween Day. I talked about the fact that that uh, f 
five of us went trick-or-treating when we were in fifth or sixth grade. And there was Benny, who was black. There was Ronald, who was Native American. There was Ray, who's, who's Spanish. There was me and an Irish guy. And I told him, we don't want the Irish. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> to steal a joke from Richard Pryor. Yeah. But we all dressed up as hobos. And nobody ever talked about who was what race or who. We just went to school together and we were friends. Yeah. We, I didn't even know about that until I got out. You know, we didn't have a television, so I suppose that probably, <laughs> probably hurt us. But I didn't even know there were racial tensions until many years later. You know, that's because kids are blind to it, yeah. Yeah, as they, they should be. Yep. You know, they're blind to it. And it's the parents who introduce racism right. to their children. And it's how they introduce it. There's different ways to introduce it. You can do it one or the other way. And I'm not here to say, like, one is right or wrong, but... That's who brings yeah. the ideas to the children. I cannot tell you how I found it. I can, but I can't repeat the word. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. On, I'm down on Plymouth Avenue, the place called the DuPont Cash Market. That's where John got shot and killed, as a matter of fact. But I was going to, my mother asked me, it was just before Christmas, she asked me to run to the DuPont Cash Market and get some, like, yeast or something to make some bread or whatever the hell she was doing. Go right? get me some yeast. Yeah. So I'm, I'm standing on the corner waiting for the light to change. And this car pulls up, and they looked like they had a lot of money. Because Plymouth Avenue used to be the street to get out to the suburbs back in those days. Mm-hmm. So I'm standing there on the corner, and I'm, you know, eight, nine years old, something like seven, eight, nine years old, something like that. And it's, this guy pulls up, and there's a man dressed in a suit, and he's wearing a hat, and his wife is very well-dressed. These are white people. And then they had a little kid in the back seat, right? So I'm standing there, and the mother looks at me, and she turns to her her husband and says, and I quote, lock the doors, we're in end town. Mm. I said, you're looking at, where'd you, <laughs> and I'm looking like, what? <laughs> I had no idea what the hell she meant by that at first. It's like, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. But I'll never, but to say that to a, in front of a, like a seven, eight, nine year old little kid, what the hell's wrong with you? Mm. Yeah. It's an amazing, uh-huh. it's an amazing world. But no, I, I, I tell you, honestly, I, I loved it. I loved growing up there. It was so much fun. It was unbelievable. It shapes you. You know, I mean, that's something we can take from it. (laughs) You know, you're shaped a certain way. And and hopefully um, a lot of people lack the uh, culture of the world to just understand that the world's way bigger than just a little microcosm you live in. You know, once you get around, you understand there's different ideas, there's different thinking and... Um, some people are so closed in their circle, they don't get that it's way bigger. And yep. and that's where a lot of negative uh, media influence comes in, where people are just Couldn't agree more. seeing what they see and thinking, okay, this is how it is. And it's just a lot of negative influence. People don't read or anything. I was talking to Big J about this an hour ago. Why do people want to be offended? They, they just want to be, they want to be so offended. They want to be victimized. Instead of going, hey, that, this is a good story. I heard this funny story. They go, oh, you know what happened? Like, calm down. Because somewhere during this time, we've given everyone a voice. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone Social is media. a voice. That's what happened. Yeah. So now they're like, hmm, what would I like to object to? <laughs> yeah. And let's see if three people will follow me in my yeah. objection. And it's just like, yo, calm down. Calm <laughs> down and just come on. It's, a lot of this is art. There's a lot of stupid people. There's a lot of yeah. smart people. Just Well, that used to be the idea behind a college degree is you were educated enough to speak on that subject. But 
Now we think that you're educated enough to speak on any subject just because you went to college. Yes, yeah, true. Oh, yeah. Which is not right. You know, someone has an right. econ- economics degree. That doesn't mean they know everything about, you know, the Soviet Union. But they're still <laughs> going to talk about it. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell you all about it. And you know, though, the people that sound well delivering, that's who people Mm -hmm. listen to, whether they're smart or not. Uh If they know how to deliver the lines, you're like, yo, this guy knows what he's talking about. (laughs) And that's who who they cast in these positions. Those are the guys they hire. Like, yo, he's eloquent Mm -hmm. in his delivery. I like eloquent. Mm -hmm. We'll take a quick break. Be right back in two minutes. Mikey Winfield is at Acme tonight and tomorrow night. We'll be back. Tom Bernard. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority is also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. God, I remember when the year 1999 happened. Catherine and I were at a New Year's Eve party, and they played 1999 going into New Year. That's great memory. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that uh, I think it was a pay-per-view uh, New Year's special when we were going oh, yeah? into 2000. So I think it, that's what it was. And he performed. That's when he wore like that one-piece, shimmery blue, leathery-looking. No, that was that was me. That wasn't Prince. Oh, that was you. <laughs> Shiny blue leather. What do you think, JB? It, it works for you. Thank you. He lied. <laughs> Brings your I, eyes out. I already told JB I'm, I'm mad at him because he looks a lot better in that color than I do. It really pisses me off. You know what's funny way. is actually yesterday at work, um, my friend August that I um, started with, he's so he's African and so he's really dark. And next name in front of JB. <laughs> he's 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 a lot darker than JB. Yeah, he's purple. <laughs> oh God! Anyway, Michael's hurt that. Please continue your story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I told you, Mike had heard that before. Andy saw this picture, but um, somebody was passing out like fangs, like oh, yeah, plastic yeah, fangs, yeah. and they were all different colors. Mm-hmm. And the ones that were on top were green. And I got some, 
And then I showed August, and he's like, oh, I got to get some of those. So he went and got some, and he comes back, and I was like, are you joking me right now? Those look way better on you than you want yeah, me. Just, you know, and then he's like, why? And I'm like, uh, well, we're, we're, on this, we're on a good level, <laughs> honestly, because you have darker skin. And then everybody was no, like, yeah, yeah, it's true. Some colors just go better together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's very it's fair. It's true. It was like it was like really dark and then bright green, like in his mouth, and I was just like, so you know, we're it's talking. sweet. Yeah, it's a true fact. Like that would not look good on any of us. <laughs> no, and Catherine bright green said, fangs. Yeah, no. Catherine well, no, even this color that she she said white women should never wear orange dresses. That's true. And it is. A is, that, is that a thing? Unless uh, they have very red hair. Then it looks good. <laughs> yeah, I suppose if they had really red hair, it would. But otherwise, no, yeah. but if they're like um, all, like a more olive tone, I think, oh, yeah. too. Um, it, but like me, I'm like red tone, right? So I can't. I could not wear orange. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. It would look horrible. This is, this is terrible news. I'm selling an orange T-shirt after my shows this weekend. <laughs> oh, no. In Minnesota. Like, oh, no. T-shirts are going to be all right. Well, yeah. it's, it's, it's around Halloween, it's, though, so it's yeah, festive. You're fine. Okay, okay, yeah. great. Thank yeah, you. Okay. He's like, oh, no, this is terrible. <laughs> oh, no, this is bad. No, T-shirts, you're all right. It's dresses. She was talking it's, about dresses. Well, dresses, yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> Unless you're going to give out dresses, too. No, no, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Down Has the line. ever, like, done a promotional dress? No. You don't do a T-shirt. It's, a, it's like a ball gown. <laughs> A Probably ball not. Gown? I hope so. <laughs> At some you could be the first person. You could be the first person to do a promotional. It's a ball gown that just has your face on it. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey Winfield ball gown. Or like, or like a bunch of little faces patterned on the dress. Yeah, oh, yeah. There you, go. you find the right designer. That can yeah. go. Yeah. Oh, I agree completely. Can't get Versace. He's dead. No, no, no. Uh, you know, he's not, find he's not available. He's not available anymore. <laughs> I, you know. There's a huge future in that. You could, you'd end up on national television. Mikey Winfield, ball guy. Yeah, you would. Yeah. It takes imagination, but more than imagination, the willingness to do it and convert the ideas. So many people talk, and then they stop. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, if you're listening now, hit me up. Maybe we need to connect and make this ball gown. I like <laughs> any, it. Any these, tailors out there. I like it. Yeah. Willing to take the leap. just pursue it. Do something different. Right. A ball gown. They're probably expensive, though, I bet. I but you only got to sell one. You only got to sell one. Technically, that's true, yeah. <laughs> What's that? You only have to sell the one, and then people know. I thought you were it. giving it away. You're going to sell it? Or give it away. I, don't know. I hadn't planned on giving it away. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay. a lot of time well, and investment a lot of, for free. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of sequins. Got to have a lot of sequins on it. Okay. okay. Now, you know, I would think. Don't I'll, ball I'll girls have a lot of sequins? Yeah. I don't know. I'll walk around I don't know. I've never it. worn one, so. I have no shame, so I'll just walk around in a ball gown with promotional stuff all over it. i got to be honest with you. Before I met... Andy's mother, before I met my wife 37 years ago, I was going to uh, a Halloween party. So I was like 25, something like that. And I wore a gold lame suit. And the woman I picked up said, I'm not going with you in that suit. It's not gonna, it's, yeah, it's like that color. Only, only <laughs> like what like, I'm wearing right now? Yeah. <laughs> but it was like a suit. It was a sport coat and pants and the whole deal. It had a little stripe down the side of the pants. Yeah. She said, no. 
<laughs> you know, I kind of get it though. I get when. Oh, okay. No, like you know, with a woman, she wants it to be about her. Yeah, right. that's true. Now, if you have that's a true. all night, they're gonna come up to you like, man, I like that little whatever that thing is, <laughs> <laughs> whatever El- hey, the Elvis. gold thing. How yeah. you doing, Elvis? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so it'll take away from like no, her right. experience, and you don't want that. That's a very, very good point. You want no her happy. So you get a golden black lame suit right now for 185 bucks. Hey, yeah. man. From can Suit you, USA. Can I talk about it like this, too? Ooh, yes. that's shiny. Hey, man. That's very that's shiny. shiny. Yeah. Oh, you can't turn that, can you? Yeah. No. Because I, I wonder if it's the one that I that I used to own. Well, you can get one that looks more, like, formal, or you can get one that looks like the one Elvis had. Right? It was the one that Elvis had yeah. that I had. Very, very gold. So I wish you would have kept it. In all the old suits. And what happens is, like, your wife, they make you throw away your old clothes because they feel like you need new ones. And I'm like, I want to keep all my old stuff. Like, all of it. But I leave and I go and I travel and then she throws away my clothes. (laughs) And she'll replace them and buy other stuff in time. But I love the old stuff. And I think our children would appreciate the old stuff at some point Mm. for something. I recently, like a month ago, I threw away a sock that I have had since I was about eight. I haven't worn it in 20 years, but... Just know. one sock? I just, I just had that sock. I don't know. Yes, just one somehow, sock, he loses all of Somehow it kept with me this whole time. But, yeah, that's, that's probably not what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> not. The single sock. I'm intrigued. This is from my childhood. No, he's talking about probably perfectly good not. clothes that he could wear again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that his wife gets rid of. I don't have any of those. <laughs> Did you keep one sock just in case you got one leg amputated at some point? I don't Why think I kept it on sock? purpose. Oh, you didn't keep it on I purpose. I think it just, like, was in the... Because right. I don't really... Well, that makes sense, then. I don't really d- fold my clothes... No. I just put them in a basket and wear them out of the basket. So mm-hmm. if it gets on the bottom of that basket, never seen it again. Yeah. You always have to hold on to that lone sock in case its friend shows oh, I have up so somewhere. Many of the lone sock. I, I have a ton have, of them. Yeah, I have like 15 of them. Just oh. in case. The thing One is, th- though, it's winter. Your socks don't have to match. No, that's true. <laughs> that's you just true. need two. Well, for the longest you time, just I just wore two. whatever two <laughs> socks I found. <laughs> no, he did do that. That's true. He's not making that up. Different colors. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's whatever. how my kids are. That one will have like a pink sock on yep. and then some striped one. I'm just like, what? Well, they're socks. They're keeping my feet warm. Yeah. What's the problem? Yeah. So, Mikey, now that you're doing movies, are you going to become a director? You know, I like the producing side first. Yeah. I just want to have input on the content starting and down the line, maybe. This is all far. I like being in front of the camera. Yeah. So I'm still like crafting out of figuring out those skills. I want to be like a great performer, and that takes time, you know? Well, you're a young man. Anyone who's done comedy, they get it. It takes like over 15, 20 years, and you start really vibing. The you, same with actors. Yeah, that's true. It takes time. Do you think anybody's funny in the first 10 years of being a comedian? You know, I think they have pieces yeah. of funny and potential, but they're not molded right. to their best potential. So you'll get a little something, and it might be interesting, but I don't know I don't know. There's, there's a reason there are very few famous, like young, like twenty year old comedians. Yeah, right. I, in fact, I don't know if there are any. Like Bo Burnham. Like Bo yeah, Burnham. he's like the youngest comedian that I've ever known that like has fame. But he's not funny in the least. I don't. Get I've it. never really <laughs> loved him. 
I don't, you know, he's a nice kid. I, well, he was only 19, I think, when I interviewed him the first time. And he was a young kid, but I, I went to see his show. It's like, what did you, well, remember what Ray Romano did to him? It was phenomenal because Bo Burnham always played the piano. You know Bo Burnham? Is? Yes, I do. Okay. So you know he plays the piano. Yes. Right? <laughs> so they're on a show. Paul Provenza's, I think it was called Stage Door or something like that. It was a Paul Provenza show that they, he would have comedians on all the time. And Paul says to Bo Burnham, "Hey, I'd lo- you know what you? I'd love you to do a bit here, if you don't mind." He goes, "Yeah, no problem." He walks over, and sits down at the piano, and Ray Romano says, "Oh, great, an effing prop comic." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not around much anymore. I think no, not it? so much prop you comics. Know. I think Bo Burnham may have, and I could be wrong, but directed a Chris Rock special. He did. Yep. Didn't yeah, he? he did. Yeah, yep. right. He's directed like, a movie, too. How does that happen? He's a very right. smart kid. He's yeah. a very smart kid. Yeah. And hell, a piano player. He's not funny. Is no, he? I'm sure for some people. <laughs> it's like more one-man shows, though. It's not really like a comedy. It's like yeah, a that's true. Like, yeah. yeah, that is true. More thinky than funny. I don't know. Mm. I like that word, thinky. Think, thinky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's more thinky. Yeah. Well, He's a smart know. dude, yeah. No, he is a very smart kid. Yeah. He really is. And he's a nice kid, too. I just... Well, his act is not for me anyway. You know, yeah. that's the whole thing. It's not, you know, it's not aimed at people like me anyway. Mm-hmm. I just the the one problem I do have is at a very young age I became a huge Richard Pryor fan. Oh yeah, and it's hard to top that. Who can follow it? I don't exactly. think anybody's going to be able. To, I got so lucky being a teenager when he broke, but I am pissed off. I can't say the name of any of his albums. That does bother. <laughs> I talk about that all the time. It's like, man, I just would like to go, you heard that album? Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who will, like, who is the voice of today, you know? And you got to go talk to, you know, I want to say, like, 21 to 27-year-olds. Like, who's their voice Yeah. of just, like, whatever the conversation is? Do you know, Brandon? To what? Like, who would be a, who would apply, like the voice? appeal to, like, 21 to 27-year-olds right now? Because I can't think of anyone either. Well, the problem is they'll have someone, and then that person will say something slightly out of line, and then they'll disown them forever. Yeah. So there's that. And there's so much for us nowadays. Everyone can have an individual person, Mm -hmm. because now you have so many Mm -hmm. outlets to view comedy and drama or whatever so I, i'm happy about that that's great well, it's yep. like how no tv show will ever have a 30 share ever again because no. No. there's like there's what 500 channels for people to choose from yeah whereas yeah. back then there was like you know six so no well, tv show can ever be as big as tv yeah. shows were just by uh, three channels by virtue of there being too yeah. much choice right well, when the Beatles appear, appeared on Ed Sullivan's show, they drew 70 million views. That's never happening again. That's not going to happen man. again, man. Even the Super Bowl now, I think it does 110 million. I think. But that's worldwide. It's not just the United States. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's a whole... I, we, that just came up on the morning show this week, as a matter of fact. How would, let's say, a 12-year-old react now to sit down in their living room and there are only three channels to choose from. Oh, man. Can you man. imagine that? They would actually go outside. They probably would go outside. <laughs> go out and get some exercise and everything. Yeah. No, it, would, it was totally different back. And then a lot of times, I believe in a lot of markets, TV signed off at 1 in the morning. Yep. Wasn't even on the yeah, air. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Right. right. Wasn't it like the, the Pledge of Allegiance or yeah. something used to play yeah. at night? Yeah, they would play, uh, yeah. yeah, they would 
play uh, Star, uh, Star Spangled Banner. Banner. And then it would and just go fuzzy. And then it would be the Indian test pattern. And it, yep. Oh, right. God. Well, I knew that because I used to fall asleep. My mother come down. Would you turn the damn TV off? Because it would go beep. Yep. Yeah. The test tone. The test tone. She didn't like that at all. But, yeah, it's a whole different world. But so amazing to me that I can go through... 600 channels and there's nothing on. Oh, how man. is that even possible? Because I don't really care about you know bowel movements. Watching half an hour about a bowel movement. <laughs> yeah, you, know, I, I, you should take this. This is a this is a drug for you. Yeah, great. That's wonderful. <laughs> and this is the reason we stream and we have podcasts. Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah, yeah, we just no, watch true. what we want to watch only. Yeah, <laughs> and when you want to watch it. That was a very smart thing at the beginning when radio stations also had a podcast of their shows. That's why, why not? Yeah, why, why not? wouldn't you? Yeah, you're, right. you're Do you right. want to compete? Huh? It's true. Dang. It's absolutely true. But FM radio is going to last forever, and I tell people go, why? I don't know if that's It will because it's the last thing that's free. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else left. I mean, AM radio is done just because the signal's inferior. But FM radio, there's no charge for it. It's the only thing left that's free. What do you think about this? So you can still complain for FM radio. People can complain mm-hmm. yeah. because yep. it's a free service more so versus if they pay for it. Yep. I don't think you can complain in radio because you're paying for this vulgarity or this, yeah. right. you know, right. you know, so. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, that's. That'll be interesting. Hmm. You ever going to do like a serious XM show or anything? Um, I'd love to. I'd love to. And you I'm know, people, you haven't been approached about that. What happens? I was pitching a show. People that I talk to one on one, everyone's very open about their relationship status and the mistakes they've made. Oh, you know, yeah. guys tell me about like when they got some girl pregnant and this thing. They don't claim to be like people tell me all types of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would love to have those interviews with people that are open about their private life so that the rest of the world can understand that some of the feelings and thoughts you have aren't so wrong. Did like, you talk to a serious about that? No. You should. You should mm. have, you should absolutely talk to him about that. That's a great idea. Yeah. You should have your own show on Sirius XM. That would be a no. good idea. Yeah, we need to. We need to. <laughs> Finding the time, you know. I mean, all yeah, these movies. I'm a far too big movie star to yeah, be doing yeah, that yeah, now. But yeah. That hour went by way too fast, Mikey Winfield. Oh, man, it did. Yes, Act it did. Tonight, tomorrow night, two shows, both night and 10.30, as a matter of fact. Great to see you. Hey, to always a pleasure. Thanks Good for deal. your time. Thank we'll you. We'll talk to you Thank on you. Monday. Tom Bernard Show.